0: and an indó kill your women. They say, end of
1: chacht love through and I'll see in si ara il a row
2: via winter phase. I really don't know
1: how to get away from me looking
2: at me. I was i in
1: Find us on all the usual podcast platforms.
2: This week on the Indo Daily. I actually don't believe right, that priest said I have any harm.
0: He just like thought I knew. But that's how I found that Miriam Machina was dead. How likely is it that Trump will be found guilty of paying hush money to former adult film star
2: Stormy Daniels?
0: We're talking about involvement in serious drugs activity on both sides of the border and as well as at the procurement of weapons.
2: Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of The Left Wing with Luke Fitzgerald.
1: <laughs> Thaywa,
2: O'Driscoll,
1: Morgan. extra man, is Fitzgerald. Oh, Fitzgerald is cut!
2: Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast in association with Leia Healthcare. I'm Will Slattery. Delighted to be joined in studio by, as always, Luke Fitzgerald. Luke, hello. William, how are you? Not too bad. I commend you again. The guest list is once again illustrious for this week's show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to give you the credit I've given you the credit But you've really you pulled out I take
1: the credit when Every it's stop
2: well. imaginable Has been pulled out Usually recently You're
1: absolutely abusing me Yeah um, Munster no.
2: and Ireland So Keith Earls Will be on the line momentarily Earlsy, Yes Absolutely uh, Top
1: bloke One of um, your biggest On-field rivals uh, Yes For Ireland Yeah um, Funny We always got on great Um and uh, one of my favourites, actually, one of the guys who I always like, no matter what, after games, pre games, the two families get on great. Um, uh, lovely folks, uh, just not just a nice guy. Adele, his wife, lovely, lovely, lovely lady um, or woman. I don't know what we, is that. What's appropriate? Uh, <laughs> but honestly, when <laughs> yeah. she's a she's a mom, I don't know. You know when you see a mum, but he's got a, he's got a lovely little family going there. So, um, oh, he's just such a good bloke. So I'm delighted to have him on, and, and he doesn't know he doesn't do a huge amount of of press every now and then, kind of real understated guy. So I'm really looking forward to hearing
2: his opinion. He's actually the opportunity he about to be the on game with, a lot. The opportunity you know? to be on with me as well was probably a very Well
1: big. yeah, well look that's what settle everyone settles everyone down. Um no but look it's great to have him on and I think he's actually He's a guy who's really grown into himself, uh, a lot more comfortable and playing great rugby as well. So, um, looking forward to to hearing what he thinks and to hear like I mean I think it was great he, like I think you know to hear what what he'll say about the Grand Slam and working with Joe and how things are going with Munster. It all seems to be going really really well from obviously Barty injury so hopefully that's not too bad but um, yeah, I'm really excited to have him on, actually. 27 tries for Ireland. Do you look on enviously? <laughs> uh, why does it always come back to the tries? Yeah, I do, actually. You know, look, he's got a real nose for a try, in fairness to him, and a super finisher. Um, and, and it, look, I think... Look, it's... Um, it, it'll be interesting to hear him talking about his game, actually. I think we're trying to delve into a bit of that. Um, and his background, as well. His background is so interesting. So, for people who don't... Because I think people, a lot of people just assume that you Know rugby, uh, you know, kind of elitist and traditionally probably was. Um, Blackrock College. Uh, well, I'm Blackrock College, you're St. <laughs> Mary's. We couldn't be a how d- worse. I didn't how it, dare it doesn't you. matter. You're St. Mary's. You. You're one of the talk t- about my education.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how dare Mate, you! You must be
1: kidding me. You're St. Mary's. Like, <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? We're the same. <laughs> um, but like, look, it's it, he comes from a completely different background mm. and, um. Yeah, it would be really interesting. We'll try and get into a bit of that one as well. I'm sure he's sick of talking about all that stuff. But um yeah, really interesting to
2: hear what he's I, all about. It it's the funny. I was I was talking to, a, I'll call this person, redacted family member Z <laughs> uh, about the show and th- this this individual was saying that we should get more people from outside, you know, Lancer. And I was just like, well, to be fair, like a lot of it is dictated by, you know, Luke obviously played for Leinster. He has a lot of connections there. Yeah. And then this person was like, you have enough clout now that you should be ringing up these guys yourself uh, and getting, oh, it's like, that's <laughs> not how it works. Like. I can't just pick up the phone and, and ring Simon's email and be like, here, Simon, do you want to go? But he's like, no, you, know, you definitely have the clout that you should be ringing up these people personally.
1: Well, look, look, it is, and, and actually it's it's funny, we'll, we'll, we'll the, the relationship, well, I feel like I have lots of good relationships around rugby because I never, as much as I was competing with different guys for different positions, um, I, I personally feel I was never, I never held anyone, never took it personally when someone else got picked ahead of me. I always thought, you know, I was I understood that everyone's, you know, competing for the same position. And actually there's not many guys I would feel like I didn't get on well with. Um so it's probably my fault. I probably have delved into places that are that are comfortable. But I think it probably is tied into the fact that I think Leinster um You know, they make up a lot of the Irish team uh, who've had a great season. And Leinster have been going really, really well. They've kind of been the hot topic with lots of young guys, um, a few guys who kind of had been out of form, coming back into form. So we were kind of trying to be topical enough with people who were in the papers and people who, well, people who I felt, you know, might be interesting for for, for our our listeners. So um, I have have tried a few of the Munster guys.
2: Delighted Keith's coming on. He's, like I said, he's a really interesting guest. I'm going to talk to Keith in just a moment. But first, I have three guest suggestions that for Outside Lancer for the future uh, Okay go Guest on Guest suggestion number one A Father's Day special You and your father Desford Gerald, Former Ireland <laughs> International So it's not a complete <laughs> insight Because he did play for Ireland No
1: because I can't I can't have a laugh If he's here He's like Mr No he look, look he doesn't take himself That would be so, but he is Mr. It's serious
2: be good. You've talked about him a lot though he's, t- a, he's a
1: big part of your career He is a huge part of everything Like we're like I'm really close to my dad Keith's really close to his dad as well We kind of have a lot of parallels And um no, I just keep. Would he come on? Do you think? Uh, I'm sure if I asked him, he would. Uh, but uh, I don't Did he think ever we will. listen to it? No, we we'll, we'll go now on number one. Will. Uh, who are the who are the other two? Rocky Elsom. Rocky Elsom. I actually didn't have a... like. I, I've always got on well with Rocky, he but re- he kind of b- kept himself to yeah. himself. I'm sure I could reach out. We'll try Rocky definitely. Yeah. And then another Australian, Michael Tech, the big dog. He's on Michael captain. He's on second captains recently. Oh, absolute legend! I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I I wouldn't wouldn't mind trying checks. Uh, I'd love to reach out to him. Um. He is, um, yeah, he's a really interesting character, a really deep thinker, and I always got on great with checks. So, yeah, we might try checks. That'll be a good one.
2: And the last one, this is the probably... I thought the there j- was three, Will.
1: You snoo- well, sne- ke- s- you're just sneaking
2: ke- in one <laughs> last one. This is the big, <laughs> Typical this journalist. Is the, this is the
1: big get. This is the huge get. Okay. It's unlikely, bud. You, can, you can't even get the name out. you so, your so I'm just reticent so to take it.
2: Yeah, I'm so excited <laughs> to say the name. The big dog, the big, the best coach in the world.
1: Josh Smith. Joe will never come on. <laughs> never, never, no, never, never, ever come on. I don't know. I, I, I think he was a bit annoyed. I he hates the it. podcast. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think he feels like I have ended up kind of giving away a few kind of inside kind of trade Do you think trade he hates secrets me as well. Well, I don't think so. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't hate you, but I'm. I don't think he hates me either. I just say he would be like. <laughs> well, I hope he doesn't. Uh, look, I'm always very complimentary, Joe. I mean, look, there's parts of him that are that are very difficult as well when you're when you're working with him, but like. Your boss is supposed to be hmm. getting the best you. so I'd be surprised if he
2: took that offensively. Because I always get on very well outside. He's a lovely and you, guy. You, Like we spend most of the time. I say ninety nine percent of the time talking about how he's the best coach in the world. So
1: yeah, but I, as well, like I, look, he'd be inter- I'd say he just doesn't want. He doesn't like things that aren't on his terms. You know, uh, like and that's I suppose that's the thing is that like I'd have a fairly good insight into Joe, and I think uh, when you don't get to control the story as much. Like, I have nothing to lose. If he doesn't talk to me, that's fine. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I just get on with my day job and I get on with the podcast. But he can't really control what I say. So I'd say that's uncomfortable for him. Um, And we're kind of in a setting where it's very relaxed. So you, you can say things possibly that, you know, they extend beyond. And people get more of an insight into him that he probably would like. But look... I always feel like it's very complimentary. I only, I think good things about him. Like I think he's like, like I said, he he is an unbelievable coach. I'd say he
2: subscribes to the podcast. I'd say he does. I'd
1: say he has someone maybe transcribing it. I'd say he couldn't even bear to listen. No, I'm only messing. No, look, he, I think, uh, like like you said, if you're in that environment, anyone that's outside the environment is viewed as potential threat, and uh, possibly giving away trade secrets, and a lot of the stuff is quite proprietary. You know, with him, like he's, it's quite. I wonder if he gets like he's cutting. He's a cutting edge thinker. Will. like yeah. he'd be thinking about th- things differently. So he. He doesn't like people giving away ideas. But.
2: I wonder if he gets like a briefing, like a kind of a Manila folder full of like a <laughs> like piece of paper, and it's like <laughs> Luke and Will talked about Luke belching for five minutes, then Luke and Will talked <laughs> about
1: rice cakes. I don't know if anyone's transcribed it. That was a joke, but I look. I think he he is his attention to detail, like it spans like across everything. Like he will read uh, every piece of media. Like tr- trust me, Will. He will know you, and he will know if you're writing about stuff and he will know what kind of way you're trending speaking about him and if you're saying like honestly he will know he <laughs> is all-knowing when it comes to that he really keeps an eye on the media uh, the media stuff so um, yeah look it's, it's attention to detail across the board with him he doesn't leave anything to, to chance and I suppose things that are outside his control would be uncomfortable
2: so the for the Ireland co- head coach could theoretically hate me even though we've never met he theoretically I doubt he, <laughs> I doubt he
1: spends much time thinking about us if I'm being completely honest Um, that would be my view on it. Um, you know, I think he's very <laughs> focused on... Look, he's got a big family. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of that. things on his plate. I he's very busy. He has more things on his plate. Yeah, the Ireland so. team. And plus, he's not going to learn anything here. Like, let's face it, we're not watching enough rugby to really give some insight into what's
2: going on or to... Like, so... I watched uh, seven matches on Saturday. I was betting on a lot of them. Yes, but, but like,
1: in fairness, like, you know... And yeah. that, and it's not, fine with, general, not with
2: a critical eye.
1: Not, no, you're more thinking about trends, what people yeah. are going to enjoy talking, yeah. you know, reading about yeah. and stuff That's like fair. that. So it's a different eye, but... Yeah look it is like, It's an interesting We might try and get A few of those guys And Rocky would be a re- He's a really interesting, interesting guy
2: Because he, he he hasn't Really been in Like I don't think I've heard him talk About his time with Lancer Since he left Because he's I guess Living in Australia And you know
1: He kind of just moved on yeah. yeah that was it I think it was literally Like what's your Apparently Cech was like What's your number Like yeah, we, how we will hit the number He was so good that season He was unbelievable Yeah and he literally He was real kind of He, he trained on his own Kind of did like He was just let To his own thing <sighs> And he produced, like, like, so many times for us. So it was like, yeah, go on, don't change don't <laughs> Don't change a thing. Um, and I think he'd had a bad experience with some strength and conditioning coaches in, in Australia. That really cost him a lot of time. His back, I think, was in very bad shape. So that was probably the reason why he did that. I'm sorry, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I know that was the, was the case. Mm. That he was saying, look, I'm not doing anything that that I don't want to do in the gym be, I'm making sure I'm fit um, and looking after my body so um, yeah he'd be coming, be we might try for him
2: be well, a crack. we've actually gotten one of the dream guests right now on the line Keith Earls Ireland Grand Slam champion Munster star thanks so much for coming on Keith how are you doing?
0: I'm good, Will. I'm good.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. And Luke, you know, you brought in another big guest, and and I guess it's good that you're maybe out of the professional game a couple of years. You can finally have on one of your big rivals during your career. <laughs> you're fighting for that Ireland jersey for a long time, but now you can kind of bury the hatchet and be, you know, we can have him on as a good friend of yours. You know? I'm
1: just glad he's not in the studio. We'd be coming to blows. <laughs> uh, no, look, uh, great to have, great to have Earlsy on. Um, one of my, uh, one of my favorite guys to play alongside. And obviously, we had a fairly. Um, we had a, a long-standing uh, kind of competitive uh, relationship as well. So, uh, Earlsy, great to have you on the show, bud. Cheers, OK, cheers. I would have thought of us as being really good friends. Oh, <laughs> <this
2: reasons, but. laughs> <laughs> I like think of that too, man. We could be rivals and friends. Well, look, if you have known Keith for a long time, Like, when's the first mm. time you would have come into contact with him on the rugby pitch? First time we
1: really came into contact, I think you were injured um, in for, for playing for Munster Schools. Weren't you that year, Earlsy? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, what year? 2005, 2005, I think, yeah, Yeah. and then we played, we ended up playing together um, for Irish schools, um and uh we were kind of we were in different shapes and I think Earlsy's gone one where Earlsy looks very lean at the moment and I've gone more kind of the shape that Earlsie was at the time. I think you were <laughs> Yeah, yeah I think I you were you about sixteen bat- twelve, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> he was about
1: sixteen stone, I think. Were yeah <laughs> Matthew Bastro. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, no, yeah, I was in it was my proudest moment. Sure, uh, I know nothing about nutrition. I was just you know, I got injured I so I broke my ankle and I, I got injured and I was a hole in the room, and the mother was bringing me up the best of food. So, <laughs> and I suddenly put on a two-three stone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in fairness, it worked well for you in the century. Some, some man, hard man to stop in there. But um, yeah. So look, man, it's it's great to have you on the show, and I have to say, a uh, few, you, you know, you're similar enough to me in a certain extent. Now you've few very unlucky injuries along the way, uh, but geez, you're on fire this year, and it was super to see you. I have such a good Six Nations. I get. Uh, Get that grand slam! I, I hadn't realized until someone said that you hadn't been involved in a Six Nations win. I couldn't believe it. No, yeah, this this is my um, I suppose my 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 first
0: legit medal, first medal, and I'm actually proud of. Obviously, I have the the Magners and, and you know the whatever it was called back then in 2009 and 2011. I've two of them medals, and yeah, I was I was injured. In 2014 and 2015, I had knee issues and, and um, I missed out on it, like, you know. So, um, and I was 24th man in nine when you won the Grand Slam that time. But um, I had to, I had the medal for that. And in 2008, I was on the bench for a final for Munster. Um, I was only 20 years of age and I got a medal for that, but I hadn't played a, a minute. So, this is probably the, the medal I, I'm most proud of. And I had to wait the bonds in nine years for it, like, you know.
2: And I guess you're you're kind of in the form of your life as well. Like so, not only do you have the I guess the gratification of finally getting a, a really big medal, but you you were such a key part. Like whenever you seemingly got the ball in the Six Nations, you were like making breaks, you were making huge yardage. Like, how does it feel at the moment? I know you're injured now, but when you when you take the field, do you really feel like you're in the prime of your career and that almost anything's possible when you get the ball?
0: Yeah, I, I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling like I'm back at school pre injury. Before I put on a lot of weight <laughs> um i I genuinely feel i feel like a a young lad again you know i spent i spent a lot of years and Luke would tell you there you know rugby went from being small and fast to big and fast to big batter i just couldn't i genuinely couldn't figure myself out I didn't know what kind of player I wanted to be I didn't know. You know, I kind of went from my own attacking strengths trying to be a defensive player because I probably would have been slated earlier on in my career for, for my defence, you know, and and that was through my own fault. I thought my talents alone would, would get me there. And obviously, you yeah. have to work on a lot of things, and I, I'm feeling comfortable all around now in, in my game, you know, so and losing the weight with the, with the couple of injuries, you know, I think Munster were trying to always get me to 94, 95 kg. And I just couldn't, I couldn't move. But every time, you know, I got a feel I broke down, and eventually, I, I kind of got obsessed about health in general. And um, I, I found I'm quite light now at the moment, and you know, I'm, I'm holding my own strength-wise. I, I'd I'd like to think, but I feel quick and fit as well.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I know you've turned thirty now, and there's kind of a perception out there when then when an attacking player or a quick player gets. Over thirty years of age, that people start questioning. Maybe will they lose their pace, or will they lose their attacking cut and thrust? But you kind of touched on it there that you've looked to find a few different areas that you can improve on, or you mentioned health that you kind of you focus on to maybe keep that sharpness. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Like obviously, it's like like Luke. I think we were we were pretty blessed with having speed naturally as well. And um, look, that was a, a massive part of my game early on, but. I suppose after 2011 World Cup where I kind of made one or two mistakes and I stupidly read a couple of comments. I kind of lost a lot of confidence and then I started trying to turn into a defensive player as well as trying to prove people wrong. And um, I completely lost touch with with my, my own ability to attack and, and my own strength. So. I've kind of, I'd like to think, as I said there, I've built up a small bit more in defence. Like obviously, wing, wing is a hard place to defend, and it's, it's catastrophic when you do miss a tackle, and you know opposition score, score tries if winger makes tackles. But um, I feel a lot more comfortable out there now defending, and I've kind of tip away at defending, but I've concentrated more on getting back to to being myself as well, like you know.
1: Yeah, and it's a funny one. It's it's interesting to hear. Like, like it sounds like we've kind of. I can I can see a lot of parallels with when I was playing Earlzy in that, like you go through the whole ring of that. Like at the start, I came in, I was kind of you know the two of us I'd say were very similar, like really like kind of good footwork, hard to tackle, kind of real flair players, and trying to probably do maybe too much. I know my I can only speak for myself, but I was trying to do way too much, and I ended up doing the same thing as Earlzy is doing, is that or did for for periods where. You end up trying to just be really solid defensively and rocking, you... and rocking. <laughs> honestly, I found myself honestly, but like, and the coaches love that. I mean, the, 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 I mean, I remember Mike Brewer used to, who was the Lancer coach at the time, absolutely loved, might you know, the technique and and and. But it took me a long time. I swear to God, early this is a weird one, but it took my mother. <laughs> I swear to God, of all people, she goes. What do you do? Like my dad has been saying it for years. Like, what are you doing in all those trucks? Said, look, you're part of the team. You have to be good at that. You have to be able to yeah. do it, right? But my mother said, yeah. "Will you just get the ball and just run with it? I said, like that's what you're good at." And I was, like, it was, yeah, it yeah. was honestly, it, it's funny. It can come like inspiration and like that light bulb moment can come from the weirdest quarters. Is, like, did you have any of those kind of moments earlier? Or was it just kind of figuring out yourself, or was it another player, or anything like that?
0: Yeah, no, it was it was just kind of figuring out, you know, you know the way the game has changed. Obviously, a winger doesn't hang out in the wing anymore, and as you said, there wingers are expected to rock. Now, I, I kind of see us as, as nearly like extra back rows now, like you know that's that's the way we we kind of are. But um, yeah, no, I I just, like to be honest, Joe, I was questioning. I was between everything. I was just questioning. Like what has on here? What has happened to me? And you know, I was only after like you know, speaking to my old man or whatever. And I suppose, I suppose the passing of Axel as well. You know, I I stopped. You know, I, I said, look, life is too short now. I'm just going to get out and start enjoying myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, trying to be the all rounder player as much as possible. Um, I'm gonna work on my strengths and work a small bit on. To, for, to improve in, in defence and high ball and, and whatever as well, but I need to work on my strengths as well what has got me here in the in the first place um, and not neglect them you know, because it, it, it did leave me and just constantly talking to my old man as well. He'd kind of, after every game and he'd see my performance, I suppose, dip in, as you said there, you're just trying to be solid defensively, whereas now I'm just starting to take a small bit more risks and um, I suppose... In a strange way, not caring what people think. Obviously, you fit into the team, but then you just just go out and express yourself.
2: It's interesting that we have the two of you guys here, uh, Keith. Because like Luke, you've played a lot of different positions. Like you've been in the centre quite a bit and on the wing. And, you, and you, I think when you started out, you were you were doing a lot of fullback too. Like, where do you see your best position when you think of you playing your best rugby? And also, did it kind of uh, not maybe impact you a bit having to move around so much that you may, you didn't maybe get to bed down into one position for the majority of your career.
0: Yeah, it pr- pr- probably probably like looking back, now, I was I was completely confused, and I suppose it was it's great. I was lucky; it was great. If 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 you weren't starting, if if you weren't in the fifteen, you well you had a shot at at the bench at least because you were playing these positions like and. That has happened to me a few times, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that. But then, then again, like it can, it can go against you as well. And um, look, the last couple of years, I've I've been playing on the wing, and you know, jaws put me in the wing quite a bit, unless there was injuries. And I suppose it was monster. I was always seen as a centre, and I'm pushed out to the wing there. And look, I think I just I just started enjoying rugby more, rather than concentrating on what positions and. I just, you just have to do what's what's best for the team, really, you know. And um, look, it, it seems to be wing now, but you can always fill in anywhere. Like you know, I think especially Erling are expected to know a couple of roles because. The way the game is going, there's injuries all over the place because I think Care is the best winger in the country. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, man, it's so interesting to hear you talk about it. And I think, like, it's funny when I got towards the end of my career, uh, and definitely as I got older, I found it way easier. I was way more relaxed about moving into different positions. And I think, you know, probably the setups, you know, from when we started, the setups. Yeah. that I would have been involved. And in. you kind of were, like you said there, you were expected to know a few of the different roles anyway, just in case. Um, so that did help anyway. But I actually was far more comfortable about moving into each role, far more comfortable about what I was bringing to the game. And it's interesting, when I look at you now, I, I feel like you're in the same slot that I was in as well, coming towards the end, where you're kind of comfortable in yourself. Like you said, you feel, you feel like I feel like you've, you've figured yourself out. You feel like, I feel like when I look at you that you know, you're just trying to get as many touches as you can. It took me a long time to realise that, look, what am I in the team for? Like, I'm in the team yeah. for those moments where we're looking to finish a try. The game is, you know, we're, we, we haven't made a break. We need someone with a bit of footwork to break it up. So it took me a long time to do that. And I always felt like playing my best rugby that I was getting involved in, like, everywhere. Just wandering around the pitch. And I look at you and I think, yeah. especially with Munster, um, when you're playing your best rugby, and I'm interested to hear your opinion on this one, but I always feel like you could end up anywhere. Like, I, you could see Earl Z anywhere on the pitch touching the ball and as long as you're doing that and, and to a certain extent you're kind of keeping yourself a bit fresher, not in as many rooks and things like that. Like you're in the team to to break up play, to make a break for the team. That's what you're there for. The lads, the, the front eight are there to rook and to win ball for you. But, yeah. do, do you think that about yourself? I look at you and I think, I think he's figured it out. I feel like when he's fit, when he's playing well, when he's when he's comfortable in himself, when he's confident, he could turn up anywhere. Is that, am I right? Am I am I touching? Am I honest? Yeah. The-
0: yeah, there was like there, there's obviously you know yourself. It's it's there's certain teams and certain game plans, you know. And look, you, you fit in, and then you try and bring your own your your own your own game into it. Like you know, I, I love playing with Munster. I love I love playing with Ireland. You know, it's like I just try and you know be the best kid, Earls I can be in whatever way, whatever coach wants me to play. Like you know, and um, look as you said, for me it was about. Like it's because I I think I'm I'm a lot lighter now. I can still hit rocks, but I I still feel fresh. I can go for, for 80, 90 minutes. I had back issues the last couple of years. I suppose the last two years were affected my breathing, affected my fitness. So you know, I think that's like a lot of people wouldn't have known that if. If my back was bad, then you know I was lucky to get through sixty minutes. I couldn't be involved as much as I could with spasm, like between diaphragm spasm, up intercostals, back spasm. But now it's I'm I'm on top of that now. And um, look, I, I think, I think yeah, we we once sorry I can and pop up anywhere. But with with Ireland in, you know, it's it's player players creating space for me then as well. Or. You know, I can wander in and create space for someone else. You you know, you know the way a jaw works, you know, mm, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the detail uh, and the monster there's, there's detail as well. Like, but it would, it wouldn't be as, um, I suppose as, as strict as, as yours, you know, the, he's, he's, the way he's style of playing is, is different and, you know, and look, I'm enjoying both. I'm just happy I'm able to produce it with Munster now, and then go up and, and produce it with Ireland. You know, because that was that was a big focus of mine the last couple of years. I was producing with Munster, and then I suppose I was I was only being solid for Ireland.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing uh, an interview you gave a couple of years ago when you mentioned like being in Ireland camp and it was like studying, you know, and you said it's not something I didn't really do much of in school. I'm kind of, like, you know, getting caught <laughs> up on that You and me both, <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so how do you find that element of it? Because uh, it's not like you just rock up and go out and play your own game plan. There is a lot of kind of studying to do and video analysis and looking at the opposition and, uh, and pretty much every single eventuality, I, I imagine, is kind of covered. Uh, how have you found that kind of information overload?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's not like it's you know the the more information you have, it's um the better. Like you know, some of our players with Ireland is is create space to get our fast fellas, you know, to get get our finishers in into space, and you know the more information and the detail the coaches get out us is phenomenal. Like you know, and I love studying it because I. I love rugby, whereas I, I didn't love school or business or science, you know, <laughs> so um, look, it makes it a lot easier and I think I'm a better player for for studying the game way more now than I would have when I was young, like as I said there, I thought I thought it was a B's and E's, just talent alone would get me there. But now I've figured it out, the last 10 years I've always been coming up short and, you know, after a, a lost an important game, I look back and I say, look, you, you just didn't do enough, and uh, and uh, and that was tough to take. Whereas now, like my recovery, my diet, my analysis, everything—if I can tick all the boxes and go out and give everything I can—and we lose, then then I can be, I suppose, happy with that in a way, like you know, because I know I've done everything possible, and just the other team or or the other player was 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 better than me today
1: and we touched on um Joe there i mean you guys seem to have a great relationship I and mean, and fairness you always produce for him i mean he seems to have massive confidence, confidence in you uh you know even you know if you're if you're coming back from an injury he just he always looks like he's just trying to get you in the team and i uh, just obviously from from knowing the relationship i mean you you're you're the kind of personality that he really likes as well understated works hard um and, and a real team player i mean how how do you find working with him you seem to have really flourished under him from what i can see
0: yeah, I've i I've, I've never seen a rugby brand like it before in my life. You know, he's um, I think he's he's bringing the rugby moves and the style of play. play he's going he's he's bringing it through the roof, and you know he's he's so certain in his plays, and we're so confident in him, and he's confident in us. And when both sides are confident, then, you know it's it's just it's it's really enjoyable enjoyable to play underneath him you know and um, look I spent a while in a couple of camps where I couldn't get game time with him because of injuries and stuff you know and when I first came in it it absolutely blew my mind you know and um, look even bringing some of it down to, to Munster and you know Leinster and Ulster and Conor they're all starting to kind of you know you can see a bit of the jaw inside the the style of and in, in, in all the four provinces, you know
2: Fun. From the outside looking in, when you watch Ireland play, there is a sense that, that I certainly amongst the fans that no matter what the challenge is, we have a great set of players. But there's also an element of well, we have Joe Schmidt; he'll have a plan. Like we can, we can, we'll definitely be able to cover this. Is that something that the players, like do the players, have that mindset too? Obviously, they're you know very confident in their own abilities. But is is it that kind of thing? Like we have Joe in our in our camp; we 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 have this like. Yeah, well,
0: I suppose it's it's even gone back to uh, the Leinster, the Leinster days. That, was it, two thousand eleven when when you were down in the final Luke I think it was 22-6 you were losing
1: yeah yeah yeah. And, you, uh, it's terrible that you know that better than me but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, it was yeah we call it 22-6 <laughs> yeah
0: that's because it broke my heart I think. <laughs> that thing my old man sitting in the sitting room but um, <laughs> no but I just knew I just turned I turned to my old man and, and I was like 22-6 he was like oh it's all over and I goes I guarantee you they'll win because they, they've done it they've, like his teams have done it all through the years like you know and so I suppose obviously Leinster, you know they've won back to back under him and stuff. Right? And they've won the amount of trophies they've won, and you know they've been losing games and they've they've had tough fixtures and they just produced, you know. So um, I think that just shows the it is obviously the players to go out and do that and have the mental strength to to do his plays under under fatigue and that. But I think it's the combination of both. I think it's just it's a good mix and, and even playing in it now, like, you know, your, your confidence, you just, you're just constantly backing each other, you know, you, you never give up.
1: Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's so interesting to hear, you know, from the shoes on the other foot there when you were looking at the Leinster team, I mean, I, I do, I, I, I always believe when I had, when, when, when Joe was coaching you, you had an edge on the sideline. I always felt that. I always felt like you were probably a little bit more prepared. You probably understood the the the, the, the other team a little bit better than they understood you. Um, And I think as well, you you had a like I I felt he he was he was really good at putting his finger on the pulse in terms of you know what his teams are good at. And and he never really and as well I think part of his strength is that while there are some like some of the things are very complicated will. Um, and I don't know if you agree with this or else. some of the things are complex, you know, how he's able to predict where opposition people will be, you know, how you're able to manipulate them and then take advantage with it with a set play. But aside from that, it's not overly complex outside of that. He just expects you to deliver on the fundamentals all the time and work hard for each other. And the best thing about Joe for me was that this was the, I mean, I, I'm sure you found it when you came into camp first, uh, first time you were exposed to him. You, but like the best thing about Joe is what it, it's like he'll stop a play in the middle, of, like when you're, when you're looking at a video and the ball is here and everyone's looking at the ball saying, what's happening around the ball? And he'll say, like, for example, if he's talking about me and it might be a play on the right wing and I'm on the left wing, he'll say, "Luki, what are you doing here? Yeah. How are you helping yeah. the team? <laughs> you could be completely out of shot. You might, bear, you might be just your, your head in view <laughs> on a, on a widescreen shot. You could be like, com- like couldn't be further away from the ball. But for me, that was the thing. I was like, and I, I always think, even other people in other sports, if they saw that, they like when I watch sport now. I'm actually look. I'm not always looking at the ball. I'm looking at. He's changed the way you watch. I know. swear to God, yeah, he's yeah. watched. Yeah. He, I, he's changed how I watch sport as well. It's it's. I actually like. Uh, is that actually helping the team? So I, I was saying, oh, I'm, I'm able to have a break here. I'm on the left wing; the ball couldn't be further away. But <laughs> off the back of that, he's like, I was like, geez. And I remember it was a, it was a light bulb moment for me where I was saying, geez, actually, I you know at this time, all the opposition players are looking at the ball over the other side of the pitch as well. Now's my chance to go over and be ready for a crossfield kick or something like that. And like no one sees hit it, a rook, so it, <laughs> hit an invisible <laughs> rook. Yeah, that's not there. No, but like that. Did you find that with Merseys? That was my, I always felt like yeah, I definitely had an advantage. But that was my. That was a big light bulb moment for me. I was like Jesus. Like, that's so important, actually. I can make everyone else's job way easier if I'm working hard yeah. when no one else is. Did you, did you find that yourself?
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, as you said there, you could be 30 yards away from the ball, but especially as wingers, as if you're trying to manipulate someone, you know, it, 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 it's massive. And um, I don't know if Craig, was he was he teaching basketball or whatever? Like, you know, I, I think basketball, the lads were telling me, were, I don't know much about it, but that's it's all about... I suppose manipulating fellas on the other side of the court and and getting a pass through you like you know as you said there there's people be watching the, the, some of our games now and um, they'll think whoever scores the try done unbelievable but like there could have been three or four other fellas have done something like really small that has affected the opposition. You know, and, look, I think I think that's the way it's going. You know, I think everyone I think everyone knows probably going to follow following on Joe's detail but I I just don't think they have the brain he has you know I think I've never seen anything like it
2: uh, Keith, we've touched on, I guess, the rugby stuff that's going well and your physical preparation, but you, you recently spoke a bit about the mental side of the game and how, you, how you're trying to fine-tune that. You've been using Keith Barry for a few things. What's that experience been like? I think a lot of people were pretty surprised, I guess, when, when you mentioned it. And, and I, I'm definitely one of them, <laughs> <laughs>
1: by the way. because like, <laughs> He was in camp with us early in the World Cup, but like, did you make contact yeah. with him around that period or...? no he was yeah he was in camp at the World Cup and um,
0: no it wasn't there it was he, he came in during another Six Nations or in one, I think it was and um, he just came in in his few bits and we kind of chat with him afterwards and he was saying like how the the brain works obviously, and and like I, I don't like the thing is I don't know if he's comfortable me talking about it, but he, he like the people who he has worked with or whatever, and like look you you know there's all this work psychologists and stuff, and yeah, I, yeah. I've I've worked with Enda, and I think Enda is fascinating as well, and I still use Enda, but I just said look let's let's see can can keep Barry do. He's not hypnotizing me. Oh, that's going to be my next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, he, he's not Can he make me, me fly? No, I. <laughs> yeah. not yeah, But yeah. no, I, I, I get you. Were you trying to like? It's it's so interesting. I mean, I, it ties in quite well what you're saying by trying to find like. Obviously, you were trying to find like a little edge somewhere. Like that's what all the best athletes are trying to do. Is that what you're trying to do with him?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. Like my, my biggest issue when I was younger, like, and I had zero, I had zero confidence. Like, and I've literally. From when I first started, even before, even from after World Cup in 2015, my mental state has I've completely changed personality, who I am. And because like I, I would have been quite negative, um, my patterns of thinking would have been quite negative from 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 day to day, not even not even on the rugby field like I would have I would have had paranoia I would have had everything like you know I, I just I don't know where my mind went there for a while like you know but um and then I just started you know I started reading books I started getting every bit of edge I could mentally because I knew if I if I can get the physical state I have all the the physical attributes to, to play game. if I can just sort out I suppose my mental strength and like with between Ender and um, Keith Barry, I do a lot of vis- like relaxing and visualization. You know, I think it's massive. And honestly, God, we we our first camp in in um, in Spain this year, and you know, throughout the whole six six nations, I, I lifted that trophy about a thousand times. You know, every day for for half an hour, visualizing. Lifting the trophy, celebrating with the lads. Um, mm. Even from players during the week, you know, if if I was if if I was involved in a play, that I would have gone through it like five, six times. I, I would have I would have scored off plays. I would have made breaks, you know. And mm. I kind of got baffled by it how how it started to come out on the field. I and I suppose doing my work. This is where you come. I started doing all my work during the week so I can relax coming into the game and just and just live in the moment as well. That was, I suppose, the most important part for me was um, last year back at the World Cup if I was involved in a play I was thinking about knocking on the ball or, or, you know, kind of messing up the play whereas now I have all the play done in my head and when I get to the game I'm just focusing on my breath and it's it's just there like you
2: know yeah you're obviously in a very good kind of mental place now and your game's going well and you mentioned you, you kind of maybe struggled with confidence early in your career i guess there was maybe a perception that your your experience with the Lions Tour was was quite a knockback at the time uh, like looking back now with almost 10 years i know luke was on that tour as well like how do you look back at that experience was it a very tough blow the way it went at the time yeah it was probably the worst thing that happened to me going on the tour that
0: young i know luke like luke probably had about about two three years on me, like you know, of of learning, he he kind of he was playing for Leinster and stuff, and he he just had run a won a grand I, slam. I tell
1: you, early that was that was an absolute disaster for my confidence as well that tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, decimated um, a few of us. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it was like I'd only two caps for um for Ireland at the time, you know, and um look, the first game didn't go well. I suppose it was the worst thing that happened to me, and the best thing that happened to me because. You know, I learned I learnt a couple of harsh lessons on that trip, but you know, look, that's 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 the way it is, and um, I I just wish I had a I wish the way I feel now, I wish I could have went on the lines toward in like you know, but that that's easy to say now. Like,
1: Interesting. It's a funny one. Like it was a because it was it was a difficult enough tour. Like I mean, those those players. It's very unforgiving. You get a really, like uh, you, you get a very short window at the start of the tour. And actually, sometimes you look at you look at the start of the tour this year. Like it's it's it, the first match is a really really tough one to go out and play well in. And yeah. the team is literally yeah. just coming together. I'm pretty sure, like you know, you're coming four. There's four different schools of thought on how to play the game. Four different cultures, uh, and you're trying to kind of mesh this thing together really quickly. The first two games of the tour are always an absolute mess. Um, yeah. And it was, and it was yeah. funny. I think you got color with that really early. Uh, but then you kind of. I remember we played. Remember we played that game in the centre together. I think it was against the Cheetahs. Uh, I think it was, yeah. a, was it a 26 yeah. all draw or something like that? I have a weird kind of uh, recollection. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But I remember you got a brilliant try. Uh, I remember from that chip over the top, and I just thought. I think I ran
0: in front of you, did I? You <laughs> did. It was supposed to be my one, man. I was absolutely gutted.
1: Um, you know, yeah. you were talking that one. And there was no way that was getting out from under the arms there. Uh, no, but look, look. I, I felt like, geez, he's got, he's gonna um, have another shot. But I felt like the first match had coloured your tour already, and you never really got another shot. So um, yeah. it must have been a really difficult one. I never really actually considered it. Uh, you know, when you're, you're all like competing, trying to get, you're all focused on trying to get in for that first test. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny you don't ever actually th- you don't think about other people's journey on the tour. But when I think back now, when you're talking about it, I mean it must have been a really tough one. But like you said, I I had a tough one as well. I came, I got in for the second test, and yeah. I blew it in the second test, and it, it <laughs> me, I honestly, it absolutely coloured me for for uh, mm. for quite a while. Now I came back, and it actually was brilliant. I had a great. I, I came back really really fit, but then I bust my knee and was out for a year. I missed a whole year of rugby in I think it was that was twenty ten it was two thousand nine yeah. in November, and Honestly, I, I still feel like I, it's my one one of my biggest regrets in rugby is that Lions tour and, and that second test, and I always wish I got another shot at it. Um yeah. But it's funny, so we both obviously think the same about that thing. But I, like I, that was a bad period in my career. I I, pl- I was playing brilliantly when I came back, and then busted and, and and the whole the whole year was gone. So, yeah, it's funny now. It's interesting to hear you talk about that. But like you said, it, I do think those things make you. I mean, do you feel that way about, yeah. about those things as well?
0: Yeah, I think obviously as you said, there you're kind of looking. For another shot to prove to prove yourself, you know. But look, yeah, that that was that was a that was a bad time for me, you know. And um, I just, if if it happened to me now, I think I know I have the the mental strength now to to kind of get over it. Whereas uh, whereas I didn't have a clue about it. I were I, like I, were, I think I spent that night after the game going around apologizing to uh, to all the lads. Like I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm so sorry. So I was brutal in that game or or whatever, like you know. And I, I just. I suppose I didn't want them um, Because I didn't have many caps. I was like, God, oh, I don't want these fellas thinking I'm I'm useless and I don't deserve to be here like, you know, and I kinda mm. I kinda drove myself mad as 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 well. But um look as I said now, I think I am in a better place mentally and I I know I know how to get myself out of a a situation now like, like that, you know. So um look yeah, look it was it was great that I've been on 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 a line store like but I think i i would like to got on one like, you know, playing well, having a lot of caps under my belt, and you know, being as mature as i as I am now.
2: I'd just like to talk a bit about your background while we have you, Keith. Obviously, you're you're from Morass, and and you know, you went to school locally, and then moved to St. Munchens. And I know your local area is a very important part of your life. Like, how would you describe its importance and kind of shaping the way you you view the world or the way you are?
0: Yeah, like. It, <sighs> Like if, obviously everyone's probably where I've come from, and where, where I where I've come from would I had some some bad times like you know, but but thankfully I had like you know I, I was frightened of my father, so I was never going to step out of line. You know? <laughs> There's
1: a, everyone's frightened of your father.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Big chair. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. No, it's look, it's look, it's it definitely made me who I am today, you know. Uh, Something make you make you tough, make you tough, alright, but um. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd know... I just had an upbringing like everyone is, like with a couple of mad people around me, that was about it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's funny, and, and like, Jared like, speaking, of, speaking about Jared, I mean, he's obviously, like, uh, you know, and I'd have a similar relation with, with, with my dad, Des, it's... Uh, like, it's so nice to have someone who's played at a, at a high level. Uh, well, just for background,
2: edging. Keith Dodger played for a Young Monster and won an AIL. For for listeners who may, yeah. not, may not be aware.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he's... You, know, you We've heard you talk about him, just, you know, kind of touch on your relationship there, here and there. But, I mean, how big an influence is he still on your rugby career? I know after every match, the first person I always rung was my dad, to, to see what he thinks. And... I don't know about you I don't know about Jair but but Desi was is like ruthless, He <laughs> see, he's worse than Joe yeah. at times. <laughs> How's Jair after the games? Yeah, no, he's 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 brilliant like he's, you
0: know, myself my it's it's weird my own man and and my my own relationship with him, like we're kinda he's only like nineteen, twenty or he's twenty years older than me to the day, you know, and like we kinda we kind of, I grew up watching him play and I grew up going to training with him and I grew up going to all these games and I actually played one game with him. Which <laughs> was, which was <laughs> yeah, with with Tom and like there was a friendly monster junior team we were playing against Tom and he played number 8 and I played on the wing. <laughs> you know, but um, you so he yeah, yeah, like so he uh, he he of and he's my father but he kind of grew up I know it's cheesy like as as one of my friends like you know he was he was still quite young my parents were quite young and uh, you know we we from the age of 17 yes, when I was 17 when I, when I played with him he was 37 you know so we'd done everything together he was constantly kicking ball with me and constantly with him and I I, I idolised him as well because as you said A.I.L. back then was was massive and he had a massive reputation. I and mean, when I went out and watched him on a Saturday, I was mad to get on the field on a Sunday playing playing with Tom. like you know. So he's he's a, a huge influence in, in my rugby career. You know. And um, look, he, he still does, as you said there. Look, you ring your old man, and he'll let you know straight out. You know. And and the same my father. He doesn't. It's not all sunshine, but here. he let me know. And for him, he would have been known as a massive defensive player. So I suppose kind of being compared to him was tough going. I don't think I'll ever be as, as good as defender he was.
2: Well, it's funny, like, obviously, Keith, your dad was, you know, a hard-nosed flanker, you know, defensive specialist. Your dad was a prop for Ireland, yet they produced <laughs> two of the most attacking backs Ireland have ever had. Like, what, what, what,
1: what happened there? I don't understand it. It must be. Well, my mother's taking credit for me. I don't know about you, or <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think I was running
0: away from the guards. <laughs> since, since <it> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, but I think, I think that's it. Like, that's a massive part. Like, when we were younger, we were just constantly out running. Like, we were... Like there was no iPhones, iPads or anything like that, you know, we were just, you were out for 12, 13 hours straight playing soccer, playing rugby and running around and all sorts like, you know, And, and I do genuinely credit all that for, you know, all that gallivanting for some of this. Some of my pace and a, a lot of jumping walls and stuff like running that. running
1: away from the older lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Before you get a hide, out, no, a bit of that, all right. Yeah, but look, yeah. it's it's uh, look, it's so, it's so interesting to hear that that side of things, and I think, like you said, I mean, I've heard you loads of times talking about home and uh, and growing up, and obviously, you know, like you said, it's it's you know, Ross has had. Uh, you know, some tough times, you know. Um, uh, but that's not really your experience of it, is it? I mean, like, you always speak really fondly o- o- of growing up and having a great childhood and, and a lot of fun. And, like, I think you always, I mean, I always hear you saying that like, you feel like it gets a bit of a bad rap. I mean, there's obviously loads of good people uh, in there as well. I mean, I, you've moved out, I think, are, are your folks moved out of Moros as well now? Yeah, yeah. Like, when,
0: when I suppose, when when my sister came along and, like, we really, like, I grew up I grew up in a council house in in my Ross, like you know, and um, my parents bought a house. But yeah, look, it was just a couple of I a couple of individuals. Like I, I literally had no trouble, like I think not, never happened to a house or, or cars. Um, you know, there was some there was some sc- scary things that I, I would ha- would have seen in there, like you know. But I think I just had too much respect for for my father, and I think where I wanted to go was completely different to, to where some of my friends where, where some of my friends are now growing up like you know I would have had close mates who who are probably watching well I know for a fact that they're they're watching me playing Grand Slam games and they're they're in a prison cell up the country somewhere you know so it's 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 weird and, and hopefully I, I do maybe get to write a book sometime like you know there's to be some kind of cool stories like that but as you said there there is a lot of decent people in there and I think there's a lot of people in my ros who who wouldn't have the confidence who would have low confidence like me to go out into the world and not just sport but I think in anything because they'll just think people read their address and 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 they wouldn't get a job anywhere like you know, but there is plenty. now it's it's completely different from where I grew up now. There's a lot of houses have been knocked down in there now with the regeneration that was supposed to go on, and that you know it's only kind of half the house estate the state where, where I grew up.
2: Yeah, Keith, how did you find? I guess because you wouldn't be, I guess I know you have a rugby background, but like from being from my Ross and going up, maybe playing for Ireland schools when you're play, mixing with people from different backgrounds, like. Black Rock College, rugby <laughs> stars and stuff like that. How, how, how was they, did what they call me a posh? Is it? Your words, not mine. How did you find that? definitely called me
1: a posh a few times, alright.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I generally, it, it probably would have played on my mind a small bit, but then I kind of, even at that young age, I was just saying, you know, if they if if they if they want to judge me from from where I'm from, then they can go. I don't know for left course on this, but they can go f themselves. Know, so. <laughs> and um, and uh, and that's just the way. I, was. I think from a young age, I think I was kind of. was a small bit obsessed about putting it on the map as well. Like you know, because them early two thousands to two thousand ten, I think Limerick in general was getting was getting a, a bad rap. And look, like, obviously there was a lot of stuff going on down here. Like and look, thankfully it's all all quieting down now. You know.
2: And just to finish up, obviously Munster, you know, in the business end of the season, going really well on two fronts. It must be such an exciting time for the team. You know, everyone's hoping for possibly an All Ireland Champions Cup final. Like, what's the buzz like? Uh, you know, around Limerick at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's brilliant, you know, and um, especially as as the group of players we are now. It's all the stuff we've went through. Like, you know, we've went through the. A brutal season. There at one stage where we weren't going to qualify for for Europe until the last game where we had to beat Scarlets. I suppose between Axel's passing and then Rasi coming in and everyone getting a breath of fresh air and then Rasi leaving and you know we're we're starting all over again and and thankfully look it, it looks like it hasn't hindered us too much and Johan has come in and he's he's done a great job and. We're in another semi final, but you know, I think we're sick of being bridesmaids you now as well. Like we we wanna push on and as you said, hopefully it is a an all-earning final and um look it be be great for the country.
1: Uh, and just quickly, Erlzy, um how's everything going with the injury? Yeah, no, it's it's
0: it's it's good. Obviously it wasn't young what happened to me. I thought it was um I thought I did think it was it was my ACL, like, you know, so thankfully the scan that didn't show it was, wasn't as bad as 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 first thought, you know, it's the, it's in the, in the NMCL injury, so look, we're touching go. I'm, I'm rehabbing and I, I'm running the way I was running this week, so look, who, who knows, hopefully it will be, be fine in the next couple weeks.
2: So there's still a chance you might be able to play some part this season?
0: Yeah, definitely the season. Yeah, definitely the season. But but when is the is
2: the question. Well, Keith, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Oh Borrow Lads, thanks for having me.
1: Uh thanks Emil, for coming on. Uh like I said, uh we we'll leave you go there and you've got all the sprogs and the doubt. <laughs> Pass on the hello uh and to Jerry as well. Uh, to YouTube, YouTube, yeah. <laughs> and you too. listen here, even even though
0: we're a bit uh, Correct.
1: Yeah. Well, that was Will's words, not I mine. Always, I always listen well. In <laughs> fairness, it's not coming out now. I think you're a ballics. uh No, but uh, <laughs> listen. Uh, no, it was great to hear from you. And best look for the be- for, for the rest of the season. I hope you get back for uh, for that big one in two weeks' time. Okay.
0: No our Cheers, lads. Cheers, Cheers man. Keith. Thanks, go
2: Bye. That's all we have time for this week on The Left Wing. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great podcast. We're going to talk to former Leinster and Connacht second row, Damien Brown about his epic solo row across the Atlantic. So you have that to look forward to. In the meantime, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you for listening and goodbye. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of The Left Wing with Luke Fitzgerald.